Hello, figure fans. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Action Figure Wrestling AFW. I am your host, your commissioner, your MEWF heavyweight champion of the world. Long may he reign. Jerry. That's right. The reigning, defending, undisputed champion. That's me. Jerry Cook. And joining me tonight, the leader of the Breakdown Brigade. He's not paying attention. I heard you. Just the Breakdown Studies of Fun. Turn your TV down, Dave. We're live. I want everybody else to see. Breakdown Buddies and Fun? <laughs> that's, when I, that's when I'm trying to see how much like Dave's listening. <laughs> we really should restart this, but we're going to leave it in because we're a no. real podcast. We, 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 you know, we have fun here. My man, I forgot about my TV. All right, and introducing <laughs> your friend, your hero, your my house sports here, sponsored athlete, the king of the downvote, Retromania wrestling superstar, the Virgil, if you will, the foundation of dangerous adrenaline wrestling gladiators, and IWA vintage, the IWA vintage colonial champion, the soon to be daredevil dual belt, since I will win the IWA vintage heavyweight championship June 18th. The Daredevil himself, Dave Dahl, and as usual, Breakdown will have the most epic show there is. Because Breakdown is just that damn good. It's true. It's true. It's damn true. No cursing. You get us kicked off the podcast. We'll be taken off the air. Fuck, 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 fuck. (laughs) This episode, and his weekly opponent. The fighting manager out of, of the Carnage crew. Fighting out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, standing at six foot five inches tall with an official weight of 340 pounds. <clears throat> Super heavyweight, baby. Just because Dave couldn't remember this last week, I am the pie-eating, jabroni-beating, elbow-dropping, bone-popping, high-flying, electrifying boss of the Carnage brand. You're welcome, Dave. I am the Tony Deppin of wrestling figure collecting. I am an award-winning brewer. I am soon to be one half of the brew world order in MWF trying to get that first dub. We'll be filling glasses and kicking asses shortly enough. I am MDK gang affiliated Dylan Housen. Let's get this show on the road. Shall we I believe we are about ready. So gentlemen, how have you been? We're good, man. We're good. You good? Filling glasses, kicking ass. Go. Good, Dave. You good, Dave? I'm good. Dave's good. Dave's ready to. Dave roll. seems a little tired. Have you been reading your notes? Dave's Dave's ready to go, but Dave's got to wait. Because right. he goes second this week, so that means I got to go to my handy dandy stopwatch.net. Borhausen gets to go first. That is Mr. Borhausen to you, Mr. Dave. We'll put 30 minutes on the clock. I'll mute my mic so I, I don't talk too much shit. 
Yes. Also, that way your your snoring doesn't wake him up. Hey, easy. <laughs> Sorry, I had to make one of those jokes too. He's only being impartial, yo. Yeah, he's being <clears throat> impartial. I can respect it. Well, I like Carnage better. So, <laughs> blood's thicker than water, dog. <laughs> All right, thirty minutes on the clock. Are you ready, Mister Dillon? I sure am. All right, count you down three. Two, one. Come on. There we go. AFW Carnage. Never bought, never sold. Bringing punk rock back to professional wrestling. That's right, folks. You were hearing police struck by the dead Kennedys. That can only mean one thing. It's another week of AFW Carnage. We look down to the ring as we prepare for our opening segment, seg number one. Oh, this guy again. Cut my music! Commissioner Maxwell Jacob Friedman Walks out to his adoring fans. Well, folks, I've missed you. I haven't had any morons to yell at since last week. All right, all right, all right. So when I came here to save this sinking ship, I promised you new and exciting things. If you paid attention to our draft, (laughs) who am I kidding? You guys are too poor to pay attention. Or if you uh, saw when they mentioned it on Breakdown, that that okay, fine. Nobody watches Breakdown. Uh, you would know that this season on AFW, we're bringing in female talent. That is right. AFW is stepping into the 1900s. We're bringing in women, but we're going to do it a little different. Here on the A-Show... Our women aren't just going to be relegated to being managers and eye candy on the outside. These women are here to fight just like everybody else in the back. Which brings me to my second announcement of the week. (laughs) You guys are getting two announcements right out of the gate. Oh, man. At our next pay-per-view, the end of the month, Carnage presents and out come the Wolves. The Carnage Women's Championship is on the line. The first two potential qualifiers will be wrestling next. We will decide who will be wrestling for the first ever Carnage Women's Championship. I hope you hicks are ready for some progress. It's all about equality here on AFW. <laughs> MJF laughs to himself and he walks to the back as we fade to commercial. Segment number two. Alexa Bliss making her Carnage debut. 
She's skipping down to the ring. She's rocking that Buzz Lightyear gear. She is all fired up to be in front of this AFW crowd in our first ever women's match. Bliss gets to her corner. She's hyping up. Crowd is on their feet. Who will her opponent be? Britt Baker takes a couple steps out. She stands at the top of the ramp. Arms to her side. She just takes it in, smiles as the crowd is cheering. DMD. DMD. Britt Baker starts walking down to the ring and she's motioning the belt around her waist. The crowd is on their feet. Britt rolls into the ring, locks eyes with Bliss. The bell rings. This match is underway. Starts off back and forth. This is two women at the top of their game. Trading holds back and forth. Is reversing in and out. Britt shoots Bliss into the rope. Britt tries to pull for the arm drag. Bliss reverses into an infinity roll up. Bliss bridges up. One, two. Baker kicks out. Both women quickly hop back up to their feet. Britt grabs Bliss, shoots her into the ropes again. Bliss rebounds off the ropes. Super kick by Baker. Britt rolls in with the cover. One, two, Bliss kicks out. Britt cinches in a chin lock. She just wrenches in tight. Bliss is crawling towards the ropes to no avail as we fade to commercial. Seg number three, we come back. Bliss is still trying to get out of that chin lock. She's fighting. She's fighting. Finally, Bliss gets a hand free. She shifts. Baker's arm forward slips out of that chin lock. Bliss stands up, gets right onto the back of Britt Baker, and just starts stomping her head into the mat over and over and over. The referee runs in, pulls Bliss off, separates the two of them, gets them to their respective corners. Bliss walks right back up. She's looking Britt in the eyes. She slaps Britt with one hell of a right hand. Britt staggers back. She returns the favor with a hard punch. The two of them go back and forth. They're trading shots, just shot after shot. Haymaker after haymaker. Neither woman giving an inch. Britt ducks a punch from Alexa Bliss. Cracks Bliss with a super kick that drops Bliss to a knee. Britt hurries up, cinches in a lockjaw. Bliss is fighting. She's trying to get out of this hold. She's starting to fade, and Britt just cinches in deeper. Bliss is fighting, and she just starts to slowly, just starts moving slower and slower, and finally she just goes limp. Referee grabs her hand, it drops, calls the match. Your winner by submission, Britt! The crowd is on their feet for Britt Baker. DMD, DMD. Britt Baker, all that cockiness you've come to expect from the dentist herself. But Bliss is laying on the mat absolutely lifeless. The referee's trying to kind of get her to her feet and she's just not moving. Britt's got those arms out wide. She's staring up to the lights. 
She's taking it all in as she backs up the ramp as we fade to commercial break. Jerry Housen, how much time do I have, sir? 22 minutes and 30 seconds. All right. Segment number four. Brutus Housen is in the in the locker room. He walks up to a very angry Samoa Joe. Ah, yes, yes. Greetings, Mr. Samoa. Brutus Housen has a grand opportunity for you. You see, Brutus Housen needs protection. You are a very large and scary man. So naturally, you see, this is how this will work. Brutus Housen will pay you very handsomely. As much human money as you can fit into those fancy shorts you're wearing. And you will be my security guard. And together, the two of us will... Oh, look, 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 look. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm not interested. I get paid just fine to kick heads in around here without falling into any of this silly shit. Ah, 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 no swearing. We will be taken off the air. Joe just shakes his head, puts it in his hands, and just walks out of the locker room. Hmm. Well, this didn't go as Brutushausen had hoped. Because Brutushausen must go back to the drawing board. Brutushausen turns around to leave when he sees Orange Cassidy. Ha ha, yes, yes. Sunglass man. Brutushausen has quite the job opportunity for you. Brutushausen holds up a sack of money. As we fade to the ring, segment number five. Fresh off of his shocking announcement last week that Cardona used his wrestling lawyer to finagle the contract. Cardona is here to collect the belt that is technically legally still his Cardona slides into the ring. He grabs his microphone. <sighs> Brian Myers. I told you last week I'd be here for my championship. So get out here, hand that hardcore championship back to its rightful owner. Come on, Brian, get out here. Myers walks out. He's got that hardcore championship over his shoulder. Crowd is cheering for Brian Myers. Broski, broski, broski. I have no clue what has gotten into you lately. I I feel like I don't know you anymore. I mean, look, low blows are one thing. Desperation to win is one thing. But a whole contract... It's just next-level BS, broski. Well, Brian, like I always say, it's the wrestling business, not the wrestling friendship. Now, I believe you have something that belongs to me. <sighs> yeah, you see, about that, this is exactly what I'm talking about. The Matt Cardona I knew all the way back 
when we were just two kids hiding our figures in a closet so not to get picked on in wrestling school. That Matt right there, he would never want to be a paper champion. That Matt I knew was one of the hardest workers in the business. The Matt that I knew busted his ass to earn everything he got. So if you want to see this belt again, broski, you're going to need to tap into that Matt Cardona again. Uh, Brian, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I don't have to do anything. I technically didn't lose that championship, so it's still mine. Broski, I, I, I figured you'd say that. So I pulled a few strings, talked to a certain wrestling lawyer who also owes me a favor, and I got us a rematch scheduled. How in the hell did you get a match for a title you didn't win? Let's just say I know some people in high places that coincidentally owe their favorite trainer a few favors. So if you want this back, you have to come and take it from me in a lights-out street fight taking place right after the main event of Outcome the Wolves this month. No rules, no loopholes, no contracts, no bullshit. Me, you, a winner takes the strap. I'm not fighting you for a title that belongs to me, Brian. I don't know what, you, what you're not understanding about this. Let's just say, I figured you would say that. And my student and your boss, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, decided that if you don't show up, that you're going to be stripped of that title. So are you going to man up and face me? Are you going to lose this title without ever having to do anything? Cardona is furious. He is, you could see the, you could see the veins popping in his forehead. You've got a match, you son of a bitch. Cardona glares at Myers and he just lifts up that middle finger. Myers holds up the belt and we cut to commercial. How much time do we have? It is 16 minutes and one second. All right. Seg number six. Crowd is getting antsy. They know what this music signifies. Kenny Omega, he makes his way down to the ring. The crowd is on their feet. One of the greatest wrestlers in the world, and he has made his way to the A-show of Carnage. Omega, as he's strolling down the ring, he locks eyes with his opponent, who is already in the ring. The announcer 
To my left, PWI's top 500 number one wrestler in the world, Wrestling Observer Wrestler of the Year in 2018, Sports Illustrated Wrestler of the Year in 2017. He has broken the Meltzer five-star scale seven times and has both the highest-rated singles and tag team match of all time. Standing at six feet tall and weighing 224 pounds, fighting out of Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, by way of North Carolina, the best belt machine, Kitty Omega! Crowd is on their feet. And his opponent, fighting out of a local Wendy's, James. Crowd, completely flat. Bell rings, they're right back on their feet. Kenny is just, he just unleashes a flurry of high-flying technical offense. He's throwing wild kicks. He's kind of light on his feet. He's just wearing James out. Kenny throws James out of the ring. He drops to a knee and he starts slapping the mat and the crowd follows suit. (laughs) Kenny points those gun fingers, pulls the trigger. He hits the rise of the Terminator. That Tope Conilo over the top rope. James is down hard. Kenny grabs James, throws him back into the ring. Kenny slides in, grabs James, picks him up into the electric chair. Does the throat slash motion. One wing angel. One, two, three. Your winner, the best bout machine, Kenny Omega. The crowd is on their feet for Omega. He starts to walk up the ramp. He turns around and the ramp is covered in smoke. It's a rising cloud of smoke and he just looks confused. The smoke clears. And there's a single tombstone with a note. Kenny looks at the note, kind of picks it up a little bit jumps back he panics he darts around the tombstone and he just rushes into the back the camera zooms in on the tombstone and it reads the one wing angel will have his wing clipped so we fade to commercial break we come back for commercial seg seven mjf is in his office he hears a ring on his desk phone he Looks over at it and says, what the hell is this thing? And he blows the dust off. Who makes phone calls? They must be too poor to have a Twitter. What the hell? College brand, this is Commissioner Maxwell Jacob Friedman. What in the hell do you want? What? Wait, wait. What in the hell do you mean he's missing? I used up a draft pick on him and you can't find him? the hell kind of hospital are you running well you better find him soon and get him back here i don't care what condition he's in i need a fighter and if you don't get him back here i'll have you and your entire staff fired mjf slams the phone down and he storms out of his office seg 
number eight. John Moxley is walking to the gorilla position. He sees Seth Rollins. Seth, look, I know last week things got a little heated between the two of us. I've been looking all over for you. I look, I I've got this match with Adam Cole. I after last week, I already know he's going to have his buddies in his corner. I was hoping that you would have my back tonight. John, I thought you wanted to be your own man, no more living in the past. Seth, I I, I told you, man, you're always going to be my brother. I just have to go and fight some of these battles on my own. But I know I would I would do the same thing for you in a heartbeat. Please, man, just come out there. Have my back. Just like old times, brother. You know as soon as you need me, I'll be there for you. Moxley puts that fist out. Seth looks at him. He looks down at the fist. He kind of begrudgingly he reaches out and Hits John Moxley with the fist bump. Says, all right, man, let's go. I got a match. Segment number nine. John Moxley makes his way down that ramp. Seth Rollins behind him. Mox is dapping up the fans. He's fired up. He is ready to go to war. He rolls into the ring. The crowd is singing. You made my heart sing. Mox takes it in. He's got that smile on his face. He looks over to Seth. He gives Seth that quick knuckle bump. For just this moment, the shield seems like everything is just fine. They look up the ramp. Rollins rolls out of the ring, gets into his corner. Adam Cole walks out. He's got that Intercontinental Championship around his waist. Kevin Owens standing behind him, the Bucks to his side. They all pose with their respective titles. Mount Rushmore is here. Adam Cole is leaning down. Adam Cole, baby! Adam Cole pops up. He looks back to the Bucks, daps up both Bucks, and they walk to the back. KO sees Seth standing there. He says, no, nah, I'm coming down with you. Cole and KO make their way down. Cole rolls into the ring and he's staring Moxley down. He pulls that title off his waist and he holds it up right in John Moxley's face. Hands the title to the referee. Bell rings. These two men just go right after each other. It is an absolute slugfest. Both men strike after strike, just measuring the other up like a heavyweight boxing match, just big shot after big shot. Moxley starts to gain the upper hand. 
He catches Cole with a knee to the gut. Cole doubles over. Mox cinches up for that paradigm shift. Cole reverses out of it, spins out, catches Moxley with a super kick right to the back of the head. Mox drops. Cole takes that knee pad. He lowers it down, and he's motioning for Moxley to get up. Cole rushes in for the boom, but Moxley ducks it. Cole bounces off the ropes. As soon as he kind of gets his footing, Moxley rolls him up. One, two. Cole reverses. One, two. Moxley reverses the roll. One, two. Cole kicks out. Both men regroup, and they're staring at each other. Both men have that wicked smile as we fade to commercial break. How much time do we have, Jerry? Five minutes, 47 seconds. All right. Segment number 10. Moxley and Cole are circling the ring. They've got their hands up. They keep reaching like they're going to start the grab, but neither man wants to be the one. It's just been a battle of reversals. Finally, Mox caves. He shoots for a takedown on Cole. Cole reverses, rolls Moxley, hooks the leg. One, two, Moxley kicks out. He wastes no time. He jumps right on Adam Cole. He just starts raining punches in. The ref's trying to pull him apart. One, two. Three. Finally, the ref just grabs Moxley by his vest and pulls him back. Mox backs up. Moxley stands up. Cole gets to his feet. He rushes him. Boot to the gut. Moxley hooks him. Paradigm shift. As he goes to hook the leg, KO hops up onto the apron. The referee rushes over to try to stop the distraction from KO. Moxley releases the pin on Cole. He stands up. He starts screaming at Owens. What the hell are you doing? Get out of my match. Super kick from behind. Moxley hits the mat. Seth Rollins is standing above him. He's looking down. And he just rolls out of the ring and strolls up the ramp. Moxley is down after that kick to the back of the head. Cole realizes what's happening. Cole rolls over. He hooks the leg. The referee turns around, sees the pin. One, two, three. Your winner and still Carnage Intercontinental Champion, Adam Cole, baby. KO hands the belt to Adam Cole. As they back up the ramp, Seth Rollins is gone. Moxley is just looking around. He's still not quite sure what has happened as we fade to black. Segment number 11. So Three minutes, right. 35 seconds. How many? Three minutes, 30 seconds. Perfect. Segment 11, a man is driving his truck down a dark highway out in the middle of the desert. He sees a man dressed in a black suit walking on the shoulder of the road driver pulls over hey buddy you know it's uh, it's not safe out here at night like this do you need a ride the man in the suit his face is obstructed by the darkness of the night he just kind of quietly nods opens the truck door he gets in his face still hidden by the darkness hey buddy wh where are you headed the man slaps down a carnage flyer on the dashboard for next week's show 
I have some unfinished business to attend to. The driver first looks confused, but he puts the car in drive. He takes off into the night as we fade to black. And there you go. Who is the mystery man headed to Carnage next week? <laughs> Who is Who James? Who could it be? Oh, he is fighting out of a local Wendy's, so. He's a, he's a punny figure for this guy. No, he's just a jobber. I just like to give him names <sighs> and say, Instead of using like superheroes and Power Rangers, like I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just I just like using one word names because there's a uh, Kate Trevor Wilson joke about that. Like, you know, I, I look like a wrestler, but not a good wrestler. Just the guy who's like, it's Hulk Hogan, and he's facing Scott. <laughs> Scott doesn't have a last name. Scott's not very good. <laughs> Scott is Scott. Scott's just Scott. All right, it's almost time for breakdown. But before we do that, I'm gonna take Get a my pillow ready. Pause here to make some of that money back. So we'll take a brief pause here for the working man. So listen to our sponsors here in just a moment. All right, and here's for the brief intermission. We turn to. A police department. There's a detective sitting there. On his desk is a file that reads Batista. The voiceover starts. This is Frank Drebin, police squad. It's the same old story. Boy finds girl. Boy loses girl. Girl finds boy. Boy forgets girl. Boy remembers girl. Girl dies in a tragic blimp accident over the Orange Bowl on New Year's Day. <laughs> but it still doesn't tell me. What? Where's Batista? <laughs> <laughs> and we fade to black. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God, uh, I'm glad dude. I popped you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. What the... <laughs> Why? <laughs> the Orange Bowl, man. The, Crazy shit happens at the Orange Bowl. We for, Dave doesn't watch football because you know he's he's scared of American culture. It makes but, me so happy when no, they no, no. Like I don't watch football because I played for so long that I fall asleep watching it because it's a lot slower on TV than when you're there live or playing. <laughs> so go put pants on or something. All right. I've got pants on. <laughs> This sweet AFW money bought me a tower fan down here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where it is currently the it's about three degrees lighter than the temperature of the sun. All right. We're still looking for Batista in Longa. Fucking Batista. So, still looking Once for we find Batista, Dave, there is a burning Dave. question the internet needs to know. So yeah, we gotta find Batista and ask him that question. We gotta find him. Down How big time. is Barista? Yeah. How big is Batista's <clears throat> figure? That's, he's a pretty good sized figure. He's not not as big as a yeah. So, all right. Breakdown. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. I'm gonna count you down. Three, two, one, go. Wrestling action figures needed an alternative. They needed a new era. 
they needed a change. Ladies and gentlemen, AFW is that change. Welcome to AFW Breakdown! That's right, the princes of AFW have returned as Breakdown comes to you with another exciting episode. And we take it right to the ring, the general manager, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's in the ring, and he gets on the mic, he's like, fans, AFW Breakdown faithful, it's time we get back, back to our roots, back to the beginning of Breakdown. Where, where, where we know how to be different than Carnage, how we get the advantage over Carnage, and I welcome you back, the six-sided ring for a breakdown. Lights turn on, and they're going crazy, different colors are flashing, the six-sided ring is revealed. With the entranceway and everything, fans are going crazy. That means the return of six sides of steel is intimate, and we will see all other kinds of innovative matchups that we've seen in the past. And just then, Kurt Angle is interrupted. Bret Hart walks out, and he has a mic. Kurt, 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 listen, listen, listen. You have me booked in a match at In Your Face against The Rock, but that's not happening. I'm not wrestling in this six-sided ring. I am a traditional wrestler. I wrestle on four sides, or I don't wrestle at all. And Bret is getting in. Kurt Angle's face when you hear if you smell what the rock is cooking the rock walks into the stage he has a mic and he goes would you shut your mouth you rudy poo candy ass. You're going to get in that six-sided ring or that four-sided ring, eight-sided ring, nine-sided ring, ten-sided ring. I don't care about eight-sided ring. Just like Commissioner Jerry Cook doesn't care about how many-sided dicey rolls. You're going to get in that ring. You're going to get in all one, all one with a great one. And I'm going to whoop your ass. And I'm going to lay the smack it down. On you, you candy-ass jabroni. Because when The Rock gets in that ring, whether it be four, six, seven, or eight, the only one that wins, Brett, is me. I am the great one. You may be the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. But you will never be the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today. So... In your face, 
you bring your Canadian crying ass out to this ring and you face me one-on-one and I will raise my hand in victory as you cry and run back to Canada. And the rock's music starts playing as he exits the arena, Brett pissed, yelling at angle, frustrated as we cut to commercial. We come back from commercial. And then making his way to the ring. Even say Dorado. Say Dorado coming out, doing the lucha. All excited, gets in the ring. Grabs the mic. And he goes, Roman Reigns has changed since he came over from Carnage. I guess he felt Carnage was holding him back, so now he's taking it out on people here as he beat up that local talent, that local foot soldier, or putty. I don't even remember what it was. Last week, and I came out and saved him because the big dog needs to realize that the cats rule this ring. So, in your face, Roman Reigns, it'll be the big dog versus the big cat. And I'm ready to get lucha lit and kick your ass. Just then, Roman Reigns appears on the Tron. And he says, Lindsay, 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 you like to stick your nose in my business, huh? Well, that's cool. But I got to talking with Kurt Angle last week after you made that uh, interference. And I decided it's time that you meet somebody. It's time that you face somebody and have an actual challenge. So, Lindsay, it's going to be you one-on-one right now with... The Samoan Bulldozer, Umaga. Umaga comes down the stage, yelling, screaming, showing the Samoan spike, runs into the ring. Lindsay goes right after him, the bell rings. Lindsay goes for a springboard crossbody. Samoan spike right out of the air. Lindsay gets destroyed. Umaga starts beating the crap out of him, slamming in the ref. Counts the three, but Umaga doesn't stop. He just keeps going, climbs to the top rope. Ref stone, no, no. He does the big Uso splash off the top. The ref, calm for the bell, tells the announcer, no, it's not going to fly. I told him to stop. He won't stop beating him up. So, ladies and gentlemen, your winner by reverse decision disqualification, Lindsay. Dorado. Lindsay Dorado wins by disqualification. They're playing his music, but he's not getting up. And Umaga's still going. Umaga's still beating him up. Laying it too, Lindsay. And you hear Roman Reigns makes his way out. Gets to the ring. Tells Umaga. Throw him to me. Umaga throws it to him, and Lindsay gets speared right out of his boots by Roman as we fade to commercial. And we come back from commercial, and Roman Reigns is holding Lindsay's head, and he has the mic. 
See, Lindsay, you step the tribal chief, the head of the table, and this is what happens. This is what happens when you stick your nose out of the cat box into the big dog's yard. And in your face, you will see how we punish those that challenge the Samoan dynasty, challenge the bloodline. See you in a few weeks. And let's go. And him and Umaga walk off as we fade to commercial. We come back from... Com- 21 minutes, 10 seconds. Okay. We come back from commercial, and it's Brody Lee in the back with John Silver. And Brody's like, Silver, did you feed that little bastard out of the rag? Tell me you fed him. He needs his food. He can't survive under there without his food. And Brody's just slapping the papers against his hand and pointing them at Silver as he's yelling at him. Silver's kind of shaking. Shaking, Silver goes dancing. All of a sudden, boom, Brody and Silver both get blindsided from behind as New Day decide to take the fight to Brody Lee and John Silver after the attack last week on all three members. They New Day's getting the best of them, getting the best of them. Out of the bathroom comes Evil Uno. He goes, can a man take a poop and pace? And starts joining in the fight, giving Brody and Silver the advantage. And they're beating each other up, just fighting, fighting back and forth. And next thing you know, you hear a trombone blow. And everybody stops. And the camera pans over. It's Anna Jay with the Francesca. Anna has Francesca. She's like, listen. Listen, New Day last week wasn't anything personal. It was just business. Dark Order was just making the presence felt as we have making our debuts on Breakdown. So as a peace offering, I give you back, Francesca. And Xavier Woods walks over, grabs it, and as soon as he goes to put it to his lips, Anna J kicks him in the balls and the trumpet. The trauma goes, as he falls to the ground. Brody Lee does a discus clothesline, taking out Big E. John Silver comes running in and hits the big running European uppercut and Kofi, leaving them laying as Brody Lee and the rest of Dark Order turn to the camera and they put the hands up and go, join the Dark Order. And they walk off as we fade to commercial. Come back from commercial. Your following contest is a six-man tag match. Making his way, making their way to the ring first. The team of Chris Jericho and his partner Sting and their partner
Darby Allen. The three men walk to the ring, giving each other a fist bump as they get in. And their opponents. Down and we got no champion. And Brett, the Hitman Hulk. The match starts. Brody goes, or Brody. Darby goes right after Edge, just landing into him. Tags and Sting. Sting's giving it to Edge a little bit. Edge tags out the Bret Hart. Bret Hart and Sting have a classic meeting. As everybody's going nuts for this because they haven't faced each other in forever. Sting tags in Jericho, though. Jericho comes right in and gives it to Brett. Brett starts fighting back, taking advantage. Tags in Punk. Punk getting in on Jericho. Jericho and Punk will face each other for the Intercontinental title at In Your Face. Punk beating him up, beating him up. Finally, we fast forward and the teams are kind of stalemate. Brett. Brett gets hit out of the ring, but gets tugged in by Punk, tags himself in. Jericho's in. Punk goes to the left. Jericho for the GTS. Jericho slides out, sweeps out his legs, puts him in the Lion Tamer. Sting and Darby take out Edge on the outside. Bret Hart throws his arms up and just says, I'm done with this, and starts walking over up the ramp, and he turns his back towards the stage, and he's looking in the ring. Turns around. The Rock is right there. With a big rock bottom on Bret Hart as CM Punk is tapping in the ring to the Lion Tamer. Here's your winners. The team of Chris Jericho, Sting, and Darby Allen. The Rock is still standing over Bret Hart as he laid him out on the stage with that big rock bottom. Jericho, Darby, and Sting have a little celebration. As we fade to commercial. Seg six. John Laurinaitis walks up to Randy Orton. Randy Orton goes, Johnny boy. <laughs> See, I told you the legend killer has returned and has come to break down the B, what I once was before. So, last week, laying out the ultimate warrior. With that RKO, give me some warrior power. And I feel great about it. See, warrior, you can't touch the young gun. You can't touch the legend killer, the viper, the master of the RKO. And as he says it, lights start to flicker. And out from behind him, he hears, Warren. And Orton turns around, falls on his ass as he sees the warrior and scrambles to get away as the ultimate warrior starts raising his hands, going crazy in the back as we fade to commercial. We come back from commercial and making our way to the ring. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, China, Xbox, Billy Gunn, Road Dog, D, 
Generation X. They get in the ring. And Shawn Michaels gets on the mic. And he goes, you see NWO, Hall Nash, and that wash up Hogan. You have no chance in beating the Generation X. You have no chance in getting the advantage here. It's six versus one. On your best days, back in the 80s, Hogan, you couldn't even survive that. So what makes you think in 2022, Hogan, you can survive that with two wash up, no good shells of themselves, former members of the clique that just can't hack it anymore. And everybody, DX is just laughing as Shawn Michaels is talking all this stuff. And then we hear DX, all of them, are looking at the stage, awaiting Hogan, Hall, and Nash. But nobody is coming. Billy Gunn and Road Dog walk up the ramp a little bit to try to see if they can see him. NWO slides in from behind Xbox, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, lays him out with chairs, cracking him in the back. Billy Gunn and Road Dog come running back in. Hall and Nash, double clothesline, Billy Gunn. Hogan with a boot to Road Dog hits the big leg drop. China gets in the ring, gets face to face with Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's looking at her, like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Then you hear. And everybody seems confused. And here comes the idea of Mother Down the Ramp. Tyra, slaps her in the face. Spitting you and me right now. You and me right now. Ref comes running out. We fade to commercial. We come back from commercial. It's China versus Mia Yim. China and Mia Yim are going back and forth. Mia really using her speed to take the advantage. And just having an all-out great contest. But finally... X-Pac is still out there with China. Everybody else is kind of cleared out. X-Pac distracts Mia Yim. She turns around, gets kicked to the gut. Pedigreed by China. China covers one, two, three. Here is your winner, China. China kind of celebrates her and X-Pac get out of there before NWO or anybody else can come. And interfere, get the best of them as we fade the commercial. Seg 9. Making his way to the ring for this non-title contest. Your AFW Breakdown World Heavyweight Champion, Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio makes his way to the ring. 
and his opponent. Making his way to the ring, accompanied by Umaga, the Tiger Chief, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns makes his way to the ring, flanked by the Samoan Bulldozer. Umaga, they get in the ring. Ref calls for the bell. Rey Mysterio is taking it to Roman Reigns, trying to keep the speed up. Keep the pace up. Reigns is fighting back with a big tilt world backbreaker on him. Getting the attack going. Roman's taking full advantage of Rey Mysterio and his size advantage. Roman picks him up at one point and throws him to the outside as he's celebrating. And he has this batch in the bag, he thinks. <sighs> Umaga is on the outside stalking him, but the ref's keeping him back. Distracted with... Distractive with Umaga. Here comes out of nowhere. Lince Dorado. It's a big tilt to whirl head scissors. Throw in. Roman Reigns in the ropes. Rey Mysterio comes in. Hits a 6-1-9. Big frog splash off the top cover. The ref has turned around. Lince has jumped over. The ref, as he was turning around and flip dives onto Umaga, taking him out. The ref counts one, two, kick out by Roman Reigns. Roman kicks out. Rey Mysterio is getting him, kind of places him on the ropes. Goes for the 6-1 again. Again, Roman ducks. Roman with the big Superman punch. Reigns down, goes for the cover. One, two, Ray puts his foot on the ropes, gets the rope break. Roman Reigns frustrated. Lindsay on the outside, like, what do I have to do to help Ray? Umaga is starting to go after Lindsay. Lindsay's running all around, running around. Lindsay slides in the ring. Roman Reigns goes to Superman punch him, but Umaga's follow. Lindsay dives and slides underneath. Roman Superman punches Umaga. Rey Mysterio drop kicks Roman in the butt, put him on the ropes again. Six one nine. Ray then jumps up, hits the West Coast pop variation with the springboard. Hurricanrana cover one, two, three. Here's your winner, Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio music plays. Lindsay and Ray. Lindsay's celebrating, laughing as he's walking away up the ramp. He gets bumped into by Tommaso Ciampa, though, and laid out. Roman Reigns has rolled out of the ring. Umaga is helping him up. As we fade to commercial, Ciampa, we come back, Ciampa is in Ray's face. Tells Ray, Ray, your days are numbered. Because in your face, no one will survive. And I will give you and your World Heavyweight title run a fairy tale ending. Just then, as my, as you see Ciampa 
go to hit Rey Mysterio. You hear. And the Macho Man appears on the stage and walks down that ring, pointing at Tommaso like, no, 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 don't you think so? He gets in the ring, gets in Tommaso's face, grabs the rope, and he goes, listen here, Tommaso. You think that you can just go around laying people out every week? Well, you can't do that. You can't do that. Not even in my arena. So, Tommaso, tonight, your ways of doing sneak attacks are over. As you will face the macho man next. And we fade the commercial with Tommaso freaking out. Come back. It's Macho Man versus Tommaso Champa. The bell rings. Macho Man and Champa lock up. Macho Man throws Champa off like he's nothing. And then they lock up again, throws him again like he's nothing. Go lock up again. This time, Tommaso ducks it, goes around the waist. Macho Man reverses it, picks him up, slams him down like he's nothing. And then gives a little pose and a finger twirl and spins around like Macho Man does. These two men are going at it. Macho Man and Champa now having a back and forth match. Champa's starting to get the advantage. And he sees Rey Mysterio out on the outside, still with his belt watching this matchup. Champa slides out of the ring, yelling at Rey. Rey backs up and turns around as he's walking away. Champa comes up, grabs the belt, goes to hit Macho Man with it. But Ray, the ref, I mean, the ref grabs it and pulls it away. Now Champa's distracted. The ref's distracted. Ray Mysterio runs in, hits the drop kick, hits the 619 on Champa. Macho Man sees it. He goes climbing up to the top. Big elbow drop off the top rope. Cover. One, two, three. Here's your winner. Macho Man. Randy Savage. Macho Man celebrating in the ring with Rey Mysterio to hold each other's arms up. And it's a great sight as we fade to black. What a show. What a show. What a show. Your what? Macho Man impression got better this week, Dave. Yeah. That's because I didn't give a fuck about being Dave's around. working. All right, guys. Well, two great shows as we work towards our pay-per-views for later this month. Interesting to see where everybody goes. Kind of see what happens here. Stuff's starting to shape up. Stuff's starting to go down. But it is time to clock out for this week. For Dave Dahl, for Dylan Housen, I am Commissioner Jerry Cook. Sign it off saying see you next week.